You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. and welcome back to another episode of No Stupid Questions. I hope everyone had a great week. We're going to get straight into it today. This week's episode is focused around STIs and as I've spoken about in a few of my episodes, there is a lot of stigma around how people contract STIs. For example, people think they can get certain STIs from touching a door handle or shaking hands or sitting on a toilet seat. Now, generally, a lot of these types of things are myths and they're not necessarily true. However, we will learn today about a few different ways that people can contract STIs with the main focus here being kissing. So today's big question is, can you get STIs from kissing? So if you've listened to any of the previous STI episodes, you will know that not all STIs are transmissible through kissing. Most are actually passed on through genital fluids or other kinds of sexual contact. That is why they are called sexually transmitted infections. Now in saying this, a few can of course be passed on through kissing or through other kinds of fluids or sores that are found in the mouth or on the mouth as a result of a sexually transmitted infection. So what STIs can be passed on through kissing? First of all, kissing is generally a very low risk sexual activity. However, if someone does have an active infection or oral sore, infections can be passed on this way. The first STI that we're going to talk about that can be passed on through kissing is herpes. There are two subtypes of the herpes virus and these are called HSV1 and HSV2. Now, neither one of these viruses can be cured, but both can definitely be managed. We'll start with HSV1. HSV1 is known as oral herpes and can be easily passed on through kissing, especially if someone has symptoms which include a small white or red kind of blister sore or ulcer in or around the mouth or on the genitals. Now, if you touch or kiss these active sores, this of course means that the virus can be transmitted. And kind of contrary to what I said before about not getting STIs through sharing items, HSV1 can actually be spread through sharing saliva or utensils or a cup or a drink bottle, even a towel. However, this can be kind of rare and you're much more likely to contract the virus if there is skin on skin contact. So that's HSV1. Now HSV2 is known as genital herpes, and this is more commonly spread through sexual contact like oral sex, genital sex, or anal sex. So people are more likely to contract it through any of those ways over kissing. 
And symptoms here are very much the same as HSV-1. However, HSV-2 outbreaks may occur more than HSV-1 outbreaks in a normal healthy person, and they might be more severe or more painful, meaning that a person might have more blisters or ulcers. So as I said, outbreaks of this virus can cause pain. So most of the time, people will know when they have an outbreak or a herpes sore. However, this virus can actually be passed on without symptoms or right before someone has an outbreak. Generally though, this virus will lay dormant in a person's system and this just means that they won't experience symptoms of the virus very often. So that is HSV-1 and HSV-2. I will also just add in here as well, HSV-1, the oral herpes, this is also what we call cold sores. So that might be something that is more familiar to people. Cold sores are oral herpes. And interestingly, according to WHO, which is the World Health Organization, it is estimated that approximately 3.7 billion people under the age of 50 have a HSV-1 infection. That is around the world. 3.7 billion people. That is a lot of people. It's just interesting to me that there is such a stigma around something that affects that many people. I am going to do a full episode on herpes as this isn't one of the STIs that I've talked about yet. So stay tuned for that if you would like more information. The next STI I'm going to talk about here is syphilis. Now, I spoke all about this in the Rise of Syphilis episode. So again, go and listen to that if you're interested. But basically, syphilis is a bacterial STI where sores develop on the genitals, in the mouth, or on the lips as well. It can be transmitted through direct contact with the sores. However, this is less likely than contracting it through oral, anal, or genital sex. And it is really important to be aware of syphilis because an infection can actually be fatal or cause really severe health problems if left untreated. And I've said this a million times, this is why it is so important to get regularly tested for STIs. If you are sexually active, you should be getting tested at least once a year, once every six months is recommended. The final STI I'm going to talk about here is human papillomavirus or HPV. That's a little bit easier to say. HPV is an infection that can cause cervical cancer, anal cancer, oral cancer, oropharyngeal cancer, and more. HPV is also the cause of genital warts, but there are about 200 strains of this virus. So the effects will change depending on which type of the virus a person actually contracts. Now, a lot of the time people exposed to HPV don't know they have it and the infection can go away on its own over time. However, as I just talked about, some people can experience really persistent long-term problems like the types of cancer that I just talked about. Sometimes people can contract HPV through oral contact and through infected saliva. Now, this is more rare than contracting it through genital, anal, or oral sex. Symptoms of oral HPV include trouble swallowing, constant earaches, weight loss, a sore throat or coughing up blood, a persistent lump in the neck, or even a sore or cut in the throat that just won't heal. Now, according to an article from Harvard Health Publishing by Howard E. Lewine, it is predicted that HPV-caused mouth and throat cancers will be more common than cervical cancer. Now, according to Cancer Australia, 
it's predicted that about 222 women will die of cervical cancer in 2022, which is too many people. And if we think about in the future, a prediction of oral HPV overtaking that, that's a pretty scary thought. Now, luckily, there is actually a vaccination for HPV. Young women in particular are encouraged to get this to obviously prevent that cervical cancer we just talked about. Getting regular cervical screenings as well from the age of 25 is also very important. I actually did an episode with Katie from Get Papped all about cervical screenings. So I think this is like the fourth episode I plugged within this episode. But if you are interested in that, please go check that out. It was very informative. Now, cervical screenings are the best way to detect HPV, obviously, in those who have a cervix. However, for penis owners and for oral HPV, there are no current tests that you can do. So the best way to prevent HPV is, of course, to get the vaccination, as well as always practicing safe sex, so using condoms or dental dams to help prevent the spread. So there we have it. There are so many STIs that cannot be passed on through kissing. But of course, as we just talked about, there are a couple that are some of the ones that aren't include things like chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, crabs. I feel like that should be kind of self-explanatory. It is good, however, to be aware of this and your own health surrounding this topic to avoid passing STIs on in this way. As always, if you are concerned about your health in any way, go see your local GP, book in a doctor's appointment. There is nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed about. Your doctors are total professionals. So it's always, always, always better to have knowledge and understanding about your sexual and reproductive health, especially when there are so many different things that can be passed on and there are a few risks. So make sure once again, if you are concerned, go to your doctor's. That's all for today's episode. I hope that you guys learned something. I hope that you all have an amazing week and I'll be back in your ears on Thursday for another episode of How's Your Head. Thank you so much for all the support. Make sure that you like or you follow or you subscribe wherever you are listening. Have a wonderful day. See you later.